Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. This is episode number 162, and I want to thank you for having tuned in for over three years and listening, subscribing, and sharing this podcast on the various platforms that they are that it's available on. And I ask that you continue to rate and subscribe and share this podcast. Hello to all of you watching me on Facebook Live. If you're at a computer or phone, you can jump on Facebook and go to LA Talk Radio and All Things Therapy. You can see me here. Otherwise, greetings to all of you on the audio. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm additionally certified in EMDR as a Reiki level two practitioner and as a thought coach through the Institute for Transformational Thinking. And with that specific certification, I am able to help you identify negative and fear-based thoughts, release them, and then replace those thoughts with supportive thoughts that will help you to develop the qualities within yourself and live the kind of life that you want to live. I'm a big believer in our thoughts creating our lives, much less the guests that I have on today coming on soon that I'm going to introduce. I am available. I'm taking clients now. I took off an extended period of time to finish my book, but I am available to work with you through phone, Skype, FaceTime, and in person at either my New Orleans or Los Angeles office location. Find me online. My website is NOLA Therapy. Easy way to remember that, it's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, N-O-L-A therapy.com. And I'm going to ask you to help me out. I have taken off again due to writing, not really developing my social media, and I'm ready to do that again. And there's a couple reasons why this is important to me. So it would really mean a lot. If you take out your phone right now, go to Facebook, Instagram, NOLA Therapy, New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy and subscribe, follow me. I have a couple things I'm excited about. One just works this week. I am starting a meetup group with a dear friend of mine. It's going to be LA lesbians who meditate and we are doing a lesbian women's meditation group one Sunday a month starting in November. And uh, it's an hour. The guided meditations, 30 minutes. We'll use singing bowls, sound baths with at the end, 20 minutes to journal and talk about your experience. And I'm really excited to branch out in this way. I've been a member of Toastmasters for about the last six months and and I'm comfortable here in the studio with the headset on, but it's it's been different and live with people. So I'm excited with a friend to bring this to those of you that want to meditate once a month in this really safe setting and, and develop your spiritual practice in that way. Secondarily, I want you to join my email list, which you can find at nolatherapy.com because I want you to have access to my book. And the reason is not just because I want to sell a bunch of books. It's because I really believe I have been given a message that will help you with your core wounding. It's something we don't like to talk about. It's not that happy of a topic. But if you can know why it is that you repeat frustrating patterns where you're not making as much money as you desire, you're not in the kind of relationship that brings you deep satisfaction and support, you're not having the kind of family relationships, work relationships, health that you want to experience, you can use my book to identify one of 12 specific core woundings that articulate why you've had these issues going on. 
and I give you affirmations and takeaway steps. So it's really practical. And uh, I just want to be able to get that to you. So thank you for taking your time to follow and subscribe. I want to shift gears and introduce wonderful friend and amazing woman. In moments, we're going to be with Jessica Jabot. She is the founder of A Sober Girls Guide. And again, if you're at your computer, go to asobergirlsguide.com. Find her on Instagram and Facebook there at A Sober Girls Guide. And if you've been listening, you know the mission and theme of my show and my life is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. And this is something Jessica is doing through her online community, A Sober Girls Guide. She offers group and individual coaching. She's a blogger. She's a podcaster. She's an author. We're going to talk about this new book she's recently put out called Save Your Own Damn Life, a do-it-yourself self-help book. And I wrote on my Amazon review that I really love this book because Jessica is authentic and sharing her personal journey alongside applicable self-help techniques. And it's a real-life guide for you to transform your own habits centered around four commitments that she's articulated having to do with the body, mind, connection, and productivity. She also has an apparel line of Sober Girl t-shirts that you can find through her uh, Instagram account. And Jessica, I just am really happy to have you on and welcome. Thank you for taking your time out. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This is so great. I was just like listening to everything and you're just like rolling stuff off and it sounds so good. I'm so interested in the lesbian meditation situation you, you have, have going to come. on. You'll have to come when you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How are Definitely you? i going to have to check that out. Thank you. How are you I'm today? I'm great. I'm so great. I'm actually just sitting out here on our patio and our new furniture that I put together yesterday. Awesome. which was an interesting experience, but it's very nice to be sitting on it and relaxing. Oh, that's lovely. And talking to you, of course. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to jump in because yeah. you, you offer so much to women who are sober from alcohol and drugs and your book. Where where mm-hmm. do you want to start with listeners that are listening and might be struggling with an addiction and not sure where to turn to? And, and your model is really unique and different from the traditional AA model. So I just kind of want to turn it over to you for for a bit. Oh, thanks so much. Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, so I, my story started, um, this has been a, like a 10 year journey. Okay. Yeah. I have been sober for, oh, just over two and a half years now, blissfully sober. Yes. I like to call it uh, mind, body, spirit, sober, if you will. Um, but 10 years ago was, was a completely different story. I was really struggling. I was in and out of AA and trying to do the whole 12 step situation. And at the end of the day, it just didn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of figured it out along the way that any program that deems me powerless is not for me. And that's not a message that I want to pass on because I believe we are completely the opposite. I think we're extremely powerful. And that is my whole goal behind um, a sober girl's guide. Now, it wasn't in the beginning. um, But now is to show women their power and show that you have this all within you and inside of you and just how to tap into it. And I think, you know, we all have that power. We all have the ability to do it. I mean, anything I can do, you can absolutely do. It's not better. Um, Mm -hmm. But just, you know, not that I found AA to be very fear based and, you know, the whole powerless thing just didn't jive for me. And I didn't, didn't feel feel good. So I'm like, I got to make something that feels good. And at first, a sober girl's guide was just a blog of me kind of, documenting my my sober journey um in the beginning and what it was like and what happens the ups the ins the outs the all around town yeah um so and i did it for me i mean i still do it for me um so but then people started to relate to it i start started getting a lot of really nice feedback which is lovely um and so i 
decided to branch out because my personality and anyone's personality does not come through words that easily. So I started a podcast and that has been amazing. I just, I think it's just a year old now, which is really, really awesome. And I'm just so, so grateful to be able to have that space and for people to share their journeys and be vulnerable. And it's so it's just incredible. Like I'm sure you can relate to, to just having these conversations with people. Yeah. It's just, it's just something you need to hear. Well, I, you know, and every time I do a podcast interview, I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like doing this today, but I'm, I do it. And I, I always take something away from it. I'm like, Oh, that is a message that I had to hear today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, and I'm hearing Jessica so, kind of the meta communication under what you're saying, which I really like, is that the yeah. way that you first sought to transform your own life and then organically wanting mm-hmm. to expand yourself, doing things that scare you, which I'm a big believer in, and then starting a podcast. And I know you're also in Toastmasters. And so that you've been pushing yourself to expand. Well, newly Toastmaster. <laughs> well, same here. I'm, I'm just there a few months. But again, like the expansion that we yeah. both push ourselves to grow and develop and do yeah. things that scare us, yet there's also an interest. Often I don't feel like doing my podcast, but I always feel better afterwards. So I really relate. And I think our listeners can take yeah. away that we're both doing things like with some trepidation, but yet it feels really good. So then we keep doing it. And I like mm-hmm. that's how you've maintained your sobriety is through a, a practice yeah. of what it is added to your life instead of I can't drink. It's such a different mindset. Right. Right, right, right. And like I'm I'm a big fan of words. And so like anything that I can't do or I'm limited to, of course, I'm going to rebel against it. <laughs> like if someone says don't eat this, uh, I'm absolutely going to eat that. Times two. You're a Taurus. <laughs> You're a Taurus. So, of course you will. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, really choosing my words and again, tapping into you have the power to make these decisions. You know, I choose not to drink because I'm so much cooler if I don't. Mm-hmm. How did you develop the four? So, yeah commitments that you talk about body mind connection and productivity that's featured in save your own damn life i know your book is recently released so i want to make sure it gets airtime so that listeners can can go buy it because it's it's really practical and helpful and relatable which makes it a a fun read yeah as well as doing some deep some journal exercises that are in there for you to Mm self-excavate through your own layers of judgments and and such Yeah. So I'm a huge self-help book junkie. Um, I, I love them. I can't get enough of them. Um, but I always found myself reading through these books and be like, Oh, that's such a good idea. Or I'm going to use that as a journal prompt, or I'm going to remember to do that. And I never do. I literally shut the book, forget it, keep reading, forget it, never gets done. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, what was I supposed to do? And then, so it never gets done. So I wanted to create a book that has space for you. So the whole premise behind a do-it-yourself self-help book is I'm giving you the framework. I'm giving you pretty hilarious stories Mm -hmm. um, and my experiences of how I've kind of moved through the world this far. And I'm giving you space to then fill in your blanks and, you know, uh, maybe start your story or continue your story. Um, so just giving you that space to really get it out and on paper. And I just feel there's something, it's just such an experience writing something down as opposed to just like thinking about it. It's it just makes it that much more actionable. And I just feel like it flows out of my fingertips. Like it just becomes real for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I wanted some, I wanted something that's interactive. And this self-help book is funny. Like, a lot of self-help books, you know, on the front page, it's all muted kind of greens and blues. And it's like, oh, here's a lake with a dock that is all bare and maybe there's some mist. Like, it looks kind of like, oh, okay, this is self-help. It doesn't look very energizing or 
motivating. I mean, it's, it's just, it kind of like neutral. Yeah. Let's say that. So this book, I mean, you can just tell by the cover. It's really cute. It's really bright. It's fun. It is a quick, easy read. I'm holding it And it is a book that you don't just close and put away on a shelf. It is a book that you are interactive with, that you can refer back to, that you can carry on and write more in. It's just, it's something that can grow with you. Mm -hmm. So that's the book. Absolutely. And, um, you know, to address what you brought up a little bit ago about you started your recovery through mm. AA program, which I think a lot of people, that's kind of the biggest paradigm out there in our culture. And mm. for myself, I know I've shared with you privately, I disclose this in my upcoming book. I had a cocaine addiction for quite a few years and relapsed on and off until mm -hmm. being clean now for a little over three years. And I found that I started with the traditional CA model, even NA meetings, Cocaine Anonymous, yeah. Narcotics Anonymous. And, and I, for myself, my experience was that I felt worse when I left rather than better. Mm -hmm. and, and I know this is a to and yeah. each's own process. And there's so many friends that I have in recovery and AA has is their model. And that's what works. I happen to find harm reduction, mm -hmm. the harm reduction model by Dr. Pat Denning. Out yep. of San Francisco, I flew out and met her during that time when I had a hard time staying clean. And I asked to meet her in her office and just tell her, you know, how this is finally the thing helping me reducing harm to yourself, like knowing that you one day might choose mm -hmm. abstinence, but you just you're not there yet for whatever reason. And I see your offering with the Sober Girls Guide being somewhere like pulling from both of those and adding a new framework with the especially with resonates with me is like when I don't drink, I am clear. I am productive. I am happier. Mm -hmm. I have more joy. I have more satisfaction. And then you can do all these things you've been doing. And it's like self building, self fulfilling, like to approach recovery from a strengths perspective is, is what it's called in social work, building upon one's strengths. So yeah. did you just occur upon that? Or I know you've been in therapy as well. Was it a co-creation from your process of healing and such? Yeah, I mean, this is all mostly like experience based. Like this is just what works for me and I, that are outlined in the book are, you know, listen, I, it's not like I'm reinventing the wheel here. Um, this is my own take on, on self-help. You know, like I find like the premise between behind all kind of self-help books are the same. It's just how you get that message across, which is different and can be interpreted differently to, to different people. So this is how I, I'm like quick, simple, easy, get to the point. I don't want eight steps. I want four. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want, I want to, yeah. I want to get to it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also found that steps, the word, the operative word steps, did not work for me either okay. because it wasn't like, oh, okay, like pass, go collect your $200. And that's it. This isn't what it was for me. It was, these are commitments. So by upholding these four commitments, which you can check in with yourself on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, mm -hmm. um, to see, to see kind of where you're at. If you have upheld those commitments throughout your day, why maybe your day wasn't as great as it could have been. I like that. Um, it's just really simple. Like it just, it just really dumbed it down for me. I just took everything that I experienced, everything that I learned and just made it as simple and as compact as I, and as fun as I possibly could. Self-help isn't always fun. And I think we need more fun in it. Yeah. You know, so when, so, when women mm -hmm. come to you, Jessica, and I know you have your online group coaching, you do private sessions as a life coach, what can listeners yeah. expect if someone wants to reach out? I'm curious to know what it looks like, what kind of environment you provide, and so we can kind of get an insider's view into working with you. Right. So the group coaching is a really, really lovely experience. Uh, that is done remotely, and it's uh, through Zoom videos. So... In the group, my ma like my maximum that I will take per group is five women. So it's pretty intimate. Um, everyone has a, a time and a place where they can share, speak, listen. 
uh, whatever they feel comfortable with, and you get to see the people in your group. So you get to put like a face to the name, That's cool. which is so important. And, and I feel like people who are searching for group coaching, they want a more interactive experience. They want to meet sober women like them to know that they are not alone. Um, a lot of clients are, are moms. And so they really want to, they really want someone who is a mom too, and have that commonality with them. And I think just, you know, being all women and having this cohesive goal to not drink and to rock our recovery, it just makes it so much more powerful. And it's just really fun. We get to talk about everything and you learn tips and strategies on, on uh, how to basically integrate into, in, integrate your recovery into your life. Yes. Yes. You know, just I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, you first. You first. I'm still formulating <laughs> um, a thought. But on the other hand, um, so one-on-one coaching is very different. Uh, it is definitely more personal. We do that over the phone, and it's it's uh, just more flexible. I tend to see that the process um, is a little bit quicker. So. But my goal for coaching is I don't want you hanging around with me forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. I want you to build your own power. I want you to know the, your own answers. And I want to, you know, give you that strength within. And I don't, but this isn't therapy. This isn't year long commitments. Like I want you up and at them as soon as possible. I want you on your feet. It's like that analogy of like, I could give you fish or I could teach you how to fish. Love that. Analogy. I want to teach you how to fish so you can, you can coach yourself. Yes. And you know what? Hell, maybe you go on to coach other people, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole motto. Like I want you to be the best version of yourself so you can take care of yourself. And I, ideally I would love for you to, to pay it forward and take what you have learned and your experiences and make your mess, your message. I love that. Yeah, actually, sad note, <laughs> saying as I just kind of gave the, the name away, I'm actually doing a really, really cool course and it's an online course and it's called Make Your Mess Your Message and it's for those women and men. I'm opening this up to, to everyone okay. who, who, who wants to make their mess, their message, who are in the position to pay it forward, who have, you know, gone through their recovery, gone through their experiences and are ready to motivate and inspire others. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. So, I love, I love the tagline. Because it's so true that yeah. things we can we can self loathe yeah. we can you know lay wallow and 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 self defeating thoughts and judgments and criticisms mm-hmm. or we can stand up and empower ourselves and others through a message of what we've learned and how to take that forward and be that's what transformational I think teaching and living is is taking what you've done especially the hard spots and turn it into something beautiful repurpose it yes yeah. And you don't know, like someone could just be waiting for those words that you have to say or that picture or, you know, that video that you have to say. Someone could could be out there. Actually, someone is out there. It's not could. They are out there and they, they need love and support just like you did. So let's pay that forward. So, so a topic I wanted to ask you about, and it feels like this is a good kind of point to introduce it, is is how, and I'll say a little why. So in my own recovery, it was like, so the goal is to not use cocaine. Yet the day-to-day ins and out of that is that I had developed such a physical dependence that I I physically couldn't go sometime for more than 24 Mm -hmm. hours. And it it was like, so uh, I I just couldn't even believe where I had let myself slide to in that regard. And and so finally, you know, it was like, and then a lot of relapses, like a, like I'd go three days and relapse. And then I'd go finally like a week 
and relapse. And so for me, I had to find the right. whys, like why. And I, I, a book came my way called From Addict to Iron Man, and it resonated. I was a spin instructor. I've always been super fit. I'm almost 50 and do like pull-ups and sit-ups and all this functional fitness stuff. And so though that had slidden yeah. a lot because of my addiction, I still would participate in physical fitness at whatever level. So this from addict to Iron Man really resonated. And I completed three half Ironman cool. triathlons. Thank you. And that's what really between that and surfing, that's how I finally kicked it because I couldn't train at the level of an Ironman competition. But the relapse piece for me was mm -hmm. really big. Like it felt like this looming, like, so I wondered how do you work with women and how will you work with the others moving forward that come to you around relapse and, and how to handle that, how to take care of yourself. I just really want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know what they like, like, you know, how self care is such a, I hate, I, I don't like to say this, but it's trendy, right? Okay. So self care, what does self care mean? Well, it means taking care of yourself. Okay. A lot of people don't know how to care for themselves. They don't know what they like. They don't know what they need. They don't know what turns them on, what gets them excited. So how can you possibly take care of someone you don't know? You can't. Simple as that. So what I do a lot in my coaching is getting to know yourself, getting to know what makes you tick, what you're interested in, what lights you up, what little things you can find peace and inspiration in throughout your day. And if there is none, let's find someone, some like you did in uh, Attic to Iron Man. Same idea. So really getting to know who you are. And I, like I said, a lot of my clients are moms and they have been caring for everyone else in their life except for them. Absolutely. And what happens when you do that, you lose who you are. You become a mom. You become a wife. You have all these different labels in front of who you are as a person. So getting back to basics, coming home to yourself. That is the most, I think, asking my clients what they do for themselves. At the end of the day, when everything is checked off your to-do list, when dinner has been made, when the kids are in bed, when all your chores are done, what is one thing that you do in your life that is just for you, that no one else gains from, that is just for yourself? Can you answer that, Lisa? For myself? Yeah, my, my meditation yeah. practice and going to the beach. Yesterday, okay. I went to the beach, actually jumped in the Pacific Ocean instead of running, just took off my tank top and shoes and socks and like didn't even have clothes, other clothes. And just, yeah, I do that for myself. How about you? Woo. How about you? Um, for me, I love yoga. I Yoga is like my lifeline. It is my body has never felt so good doing yoga. My mind has never felt so good. It is just like a massage for my spirit and my body. Mm. So yoga is definitely um, my go-to. Um, what else do I like to do? Oh, I also really like to cook. Mm. I love to cook and I love to cook for people. So people around me, for friends, for, for anyone. I just love to be in the kitchen and I just love coming up with new flavor profiles. Like it's just very choosing for me. Yes. And nurturing. Yes. Cooking is so nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that too, cooking. And I love, I love the, I love the balance of like prepping and like the timing and getting everything in order. It's like, it's like a puzzle. So it's like, it has so many, cooking has so many aspects that check off boxes that, that turn me on. Like I love puzzles. I love mm. uh, being challenged that way. Yeah. Um, so that like timing wise is, is I find is a puzzle. So that works in there. And then also, yeah, having people enjoy the food, having a conversation over the food, yes. and then actually the act of enjoying the food. 
So yeah, cooking is, is a big one for me. For me, it's also art. I'm a glass artist and have been for 24 years. Mm. So I love creating and I do more of that in New yeah. Orleans than Los Angeles since my main studio is is there. So in LA, I notice my self-care looks different than it does in New Orleans. And I yeah. love having both aspects of of that. And mm-hmm. you know, there's actually something I want to I want to go deeper with something you highlighted, but let's do a quick break cuz I don't want to start and then have to interrupt. Is that cool? So Great. Just hang tight for like uh, 60 seconds. Cool. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back. I am with Jessica Jabot, podcaster, blogger, life coach, and author of this book, Save Your Own Damn Life. If you're just joining us, welcome on Facebook Live and anywhere else you might be listening from. So Jessica, you said a, yeah. a little bit ago, and, and I, you hit on something really key that I've heard you talk about a lot in your work and that you write about in mm. your book, having to do with the relationship to yourself. And I think it's so key, the relationship that we have with ourselves and that really helping with relapse prevention and staying sober, staying clean, because the relationship one has with alcohol and or drugs, it is a relationship. The relationship I had with cocaine Mm -hmm. was stronger than with any human being during that time in my life. And so I think it's important. I had neglected the relationship to myself. I was cut off from my inner being. And and that is what addiction does. It wants a primary relationship with you. And so you're you're really hitting the nail on the head in so many ways with helping your clients develop the relationship to themselves and then paying that forward with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, addiction is, is a monogamous little beast. To say the least. And I did not like commitment. Uh, okay. <laughs> or actually, in that case, I did like commitment to alcohol and drugs. <laughs> you know, and it mimics, it also mimics a primary relationship. Thinking of uh, be it alcohol, mm. be it drugs, that the way it makes you feel initially, it's typically a positive feeling or people wouldn't do it. It's stress relief. It takes you out of yourself, but then it, it, you know, the negative side effects, depending on what your brain is drawn to, if it's downers versus, you know, uppers versus alcohol, like the receptors in our brains are, are really conditioned on our primary attachment, the way we grow up, the kind of home environments we come from. And it's like, we're trying to mimic, mm-hmm. you know, what, like I didn't, I never wanted to go to sleep when I was young because there was abuse happening at night. And so it makes sense. I would choose cocaine to never want to go to sleep as an adult. And when I finally started to see those right. patterns, it was like an aha moment for me. Like, okay, you don't have to keep abusing mm. yourself. And I imagine for you, you saw similar patterns that now you're able to help others with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I guess I, growing up, um, it was pretty tense household. Yeah. Um, so, you know, verbally and physical abuse, it was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I became that person when I was drinking. So there was a, like parallels there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't. It's not right. I'm not making excuses, but in some sick way, it felt. I felt some comfort 
It was familiar. And that's, and that's kind of what this is all about, right? Like changing, making yourself feel safe, connecting to yourself, and being able to change those habits and replacing them with healthier habits. Um, I'm a huge believer, like, yes, I believe in abstinence, but you also have to replace whatever your addiction is with something else. Absolutely. You have to replace it with a healthier option. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't stick, typically. Yes, right. You're just kind of wiping your ass with a hook. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that, so there's that. There's that. Um yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, replacing it with a healthier option. Like for me, I I have replaced um, alcohol with a couple of things. I, th- I think it's not just physical things, but also, you know, being able to build up this life that is so amazing and dope that I don't want to be removed from. Mm. I don't want to numb out from. I don't want to forget stuff. I want to be so present so I can take it all in and pivot accordingly. Like, I don't, I don't want to be altered, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, you make sense. Yeah. Did you so ever, that's that. Did you ever think your life would end up here, Jessica, just kind of looking back? And with where you are compared to where you came from, how how do you feel about that? Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, no way in hell, man. I was this little punk of a DJ. I was a DJ for 10 years in the club scene in L.A. And I was, you know, thought my shit didn't stink. I was the most self-centered little B-I-T-C-H. Like, I was a crappy person. Hmm. I wasn't. I think you were a wounded person. I'm going to, I feel like you were a wounded person instead of a crappy person. I know, I do know about your history. And so you were just living the best way you knew how out of the wounds, I think, instead of out of the, the healing and the transformation. Right. Right. So I guess living out of fear Mm. makes you do pretty shitty things, right? Absolutely. Living in fear is not good for anyone. Um, so yeah, I was always in a state of fear, so I was acting out and did a lot of damage. Mm. Wasn't the coolest person. So, but I'm grateful enough that today I can move forward. I can acknowledge that. And you know what? All I can do is put my best foot forward today. I don't even know about tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> but today, I got a couple hours left, and I'm going to run with it. I love that. <laughs> it's true, because we're here. like, And the whole right now, as you know, mindfulness, present moment awareness without yeah. judgment is so big in the lexicon and the culture. And, and what that really is, even as much as I, I meditate daily and I leave my house and I pissed off the neighbors at my office the other day, like totally by accident, I mean, like, they were so pissed off because of where I parked. And I'm like, man, like, I meditated oh. and, and I ended up bringing them donuts yeah. the next day and saying how sorry I was. And, you know, it, it totally worked out fine. But just how, you know, for, for me even, I, I struggle with being in the moment, especially living in two cities. I feel right. like I get to one respective city, I settle in, and I'm fully focused. And then, like, right now, I, I leave in about two and a half, three weeks, and I'm already, like, part of me is drifting back to New Orleans. And I'm like, no, 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 like, be here. Like, because it's, it's yeah, so how do you, right, how do you help yourself stay in the moment? Because there are a couple things that I use that I'm curious what you do when you notice you're kind of floating right. away. That's, that's a really, really great question because I totally suffer from anxiety and I always know where my anxiety stems from. And it's usually like nine times out of 10, it's because I'm future tripping. Mm. So future tripping is worried about the future. And a lot of people either worry about the future or worry about the past, which coincidentally you can't control either. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So really grounding down um, when my anxiety is super bad and I'm just like, meditation does not help. 
Um, I, I literally just sit wherever I am. I try and get outside if possible. And I list whatever is around me. I either say it, like speak it into voice memos or to myself or to a friend, or I write it down and I try to be as detailed as possible. So if I were to do that, like right now, I would, it would sound something like there is an orange mat with a purple towel in front of it. There is a glass table with a laptop on top of it. There is a garden with kale growing in it, um, iceberg lettuce growing in it, zucchini growing in it. The zucchinis are yellow. So really being aware and, and literally be here now by listing everything in your environment in detail, you can't be anywhere else because you're listing everything surrounding you and it just is so grounding. So that's kind of like, I guess that would be like extreme situations. I don't really, I don't have, actually I don't really deal with a lot of anxiety now because I curb it pretty quickly. Um, what else do I do to, to be here now? Um, I think honestly, just keeping up like the four commitments really keep me in check to be honest. So minding, you know, minding my mind is, is my little negative Nancy. Is she, did she check in today? Is she coming to work? Uh, because she needs a day off if that's, if that's the case. Um, you know, did I, did I work out? How is my eating? You know, food is so important. Not only is like taste wise and pleasure wise, but like what you put in your body is what is going to fuel you and nourish you. So, you know, if you're eating crap, you're going to feel like crap, plain and simple. Um, and then communication, your, your, um, your connections. Mm-hmm. So have you checked in with yourself? Where are you at? Are you a little bit anxious? Okay, cool. Do that grounding exercise. Have you checked in with your mom? Have you checked in with your friends? What's going on in, you know, in your circle? How have you connected to the outside world? And then your productivity. Another thing that really like spurs my anxiety is my productivity because I always feel like I could be doing more, which is like crazy because I'm doing, doing a lot. So, much. so I just need yes. to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, having, you know, having realistic productivity goals, um, taking one foot in front of the other, who cares if you're, if you're moving slow, as long as you're moving forward, you're moving. So you're good. So honestly, it's, it's those four things that keep me grounded keep me here now. Yeah. You know, it, I'm resonating so much for myself when I have anxiety. I, and I teach my clients mm. this. I do say out loud, like right now, red, black, black desk. I'm thinking in my living room and my office in New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. Red. Like if there's a red couch, I spend a lot of time in that room mm. and I just start calling out what's around me or what I'm driving. I'll just grip the steering wheel and focus on the car on the emblem in front of me. And just like you were saying, really mm-hmm. like, this is, this is it. Like, come on, you're right here. Everything's going to work out. And then I remind myself like shit has worked out for you. The universe is here to support and love all of us. I know I'm in alignment and just often the mental mm-hmm. exercise, like the mind aspect of the four commitments, like, Reminding myself, I, I have, I am not on drugs. I am clearer than I've ever been, and things even worked out then. Yeah. Though I made it a lot harder for myself. Tons of self sabotage and yeah. depression and unnecessary legal implications that I imposed upon myself, and none of that is going on in my life now. So I just kind of remind myself, like you have the best chance to mm-hmm. do well today. And so everything you said, I really liked when I saw on your Instagram about doing the voice memos and then deleting them. I usually write something and burn it, but I think it's more, it's on the spot where you can record something and then delete it. I thought that was a cool practical tip. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, And there's something about like it moving through your throat and being vocal. You know, we're living in such a one dimensional, maybe two dimensional world. You know, like we communicate mainly through text and email 
you know how one dimensional and unfulfilling that is? It oh, sucks. Yeah. Oh, you get no emotion. I can barely stand you it. You know, or you assume emotion. <laughs> yes, assume emotion, project emotion. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. All right. So it's just, we don't talk a lot. We really don't. We, a lot of people don't talk on the phone as much as they used to. A lot of people don't have a lot of one-on-one face-to-face conversations. It's all done through text and email. So even Instagram is done through, you know, writing stuff or posting pictures or so it it just feels very, it's very one dimensional. So by releasing your feelings and emotions and encapsulating them and then just deleting done. Yeah. It removes it energetically Mm -hmm. from you in in a tangible way. I also want to speak to Jessica it's when you say DIY lobotomy. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, I, I have to I have to comment too because it's come up in my thoughts several times as we've been talking. Your use of humor is yeah. uh, refreshing because yeah. I'm I'm more of a serious person. As much as like a people, sometimes they're like, "You're so funny," and I'm like, "I am." Like I don't necessarily yeah. mean to be like I don't, but I like that uh, the humor that you bring to this because it is so important. There there are enough quotes about how it's such a strength to be able to laugh at oneself and even at life and not take yourself Mm. so seriously. So I do like that aspect that you bring to the recovery model around just lightening up about it all. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, listen, life is tough. We have tough subjects to work through, but we don't have to make ourselves tough in return. You know, we can be light. We can laugh about it. We can get over it. Humility is a healing thing. Oh, so, it is. Yeah. Thank you for. Thanks for recognizing that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And I think it's it's in contrast to your use of humor with, say, you know, spiritual bypassing, yeah. where there's some place in your book about which I have thought I have said out loud on numerous occasions to clients, clients, you don't just wave sage or salo panto, Apollo Santo and like the shit's cured. You know, you really do have to yeah. look at yourself and make a commitment to doing things differently for yourself and for others. And that you bring the aspect of it can be, it can actually be fun and it can be humorous. And in my book, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with core wounds, which for me, I, I see so many people, Jessica, myself included, included living out of their wounds. We all get triggered. We all get triggered. Somebody mm. says something, does something. And it's like, oh my God, like, you're back to whatever. And typically from that place of fear that you mentioned earlier. And so in my book, I hope to uncover if we know the main area that we're triggered in, then we can really look at that aspect of our lives and like really hunker down and really support ourselves through affirmations and some takeaway steps, um, much like you give on, on how to really address this area specifically. And so it takes something serious. It is a serious book because the 12 areas of core wounding are deep and there's some that are that are around our self-esteem there's some around our creativity some around the way we communicate some having to do with abuse abandonment yet we can totally if we choose to go there we can transform it and and just be happier and my goal is just be happier like my life wasn't always happy and and now it's like i have the yeah. power to to make myself happy and i see you doing that as well yeah. that you didn't let the way you grew up dictate how you're going to live today Heck yeah. So what do you want to leave? Awesome. Thank yeah, you. It's all what, about. What do you want to leave our listeners with? We have a couple more minutes. What would you like them to know? How can they buy your book? What is is a, a nice way for us to wrap things up? So, I mean, this is the end all be all. If, if I can do this, you can do it. Plain and simple. There is no secret sauce. There is no magic serum. Anything I can do, you can do too. And I really like to promote that and encourage that in yourself. And uh, my book can be found on Amazon. It's called Save Your Own Damn Life. Definitely connect with me on Instagram at A Sober Girl's Guide. I am very, very active on Instagram, and that is my most preferred platform. Um, also, I have a blog and podcast. And the, pod, the blog can be found at a sobergirlsguide.com. 
And the podcast is available on Spotify and iTunes. And again, it's the same name, A Sober Girl's Guide. So pretty, pretty easy. And you have your cool t-shirts like now, to simple. too, that, that people can buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I that was just a little uh, collaboration that I did. Actually, Brad was the very first guest I had on my podcast. Okay. And... And that was a year ago. That was just under, I guess, maybe like, I feel like my year anniversary is now. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should, maybe I should uh, acknowledge that. Absolutely. Um, but Brad, Brad was my first uh, podcast guest. And um, we just kind of, I like what he does. He's in recovery as well. I love his brand, Suspect Apparel. And I just had this design for a t-shirt and we decided to collaborate, and it's been so awesome. And they're so cute. Like, they they're the cute. cutest T-shirts with the softest little T-shirts. Uh, and I'm just really happy in how it turned out. And so those are only available for a limited time. I think they're going to come down at the end of the month. So I would encourage you to check those out. And they can be found either through my Instagram, I have a link there, or uh, suspectapparel.com. Well, Jessica, thank you for being my guest. Happy one year anniversary on your podcast and big love to you <laughs> and with you. everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I, that was really fun. You're welcome. It was. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Enjoy your last couple of weeks in LA. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye. That concludes my show today with Jessica Jabot of A Sober Girl's Guide. Thank you for listening in. Join me next week, and I will be back with you. All my love to you. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lee.